Welcome back to the Curiously Guided Podcast, the place for intuitive business owners. We're your hosts, Mariah and Shay, and today we are talking with our friend Chanel Wisniewski, also known as Lucky Penny Astrology on Instagram. So we, if you couldn't tell by her Instagram handle or the title of this episode, we are going deeper into your birth chart and astrology. And like this interview was so fucking cool for us. We've been wanting to have a conversation about astrology for a while. Um, I mean, like, you know, obviously I don't know everything about astrology, but like, as I've tiptoed myself, like exploring the nodes and Chiron and like your mid heaven. And if I'm saying these words and you're just like, what the fuck does that even mean? Then this episode will be really helpful for you. But the reason why I called out those things is because those are some of the placements that really highlight, um, like information about your career or business and things like that. So that's why, in this episode, we really wanted to maybe stay a little focused on those, but you know, astrology, it's complex because you have like the signs and the houses and all of this stuff. And it's, it's pretty overwhelming when you first start diving into it, especially if like a lot of us, like the only thing that you knew maybe about astrology at first was your sun sign. And it's like, oh shit, I have a whole birth chart. Like who the fuck knew? So this episode, Chanel just does such an amazing job at explaining things and giving examples. And me and Shay really put her on the spot and we're just like, okay, yeah, this is in our chart. Tell us what that means. And like, she just fucking killed it. And we were just so intrigued by this episode that both me and Shay got our own readings from Chanel after. So just know that in this episode, if this is Peaking your curiosity, definitely reach out to Chanel, book a reading. She is a fucking G. And then I did want to mention just a, um, an astrology app that I use literally every day. It's called the sanctuary app. And I can leave the link to that in the show notes below. And what I like about it is like, it gives you your birth chart and it allows you to click on the different pieces, like the houses and the signs. And you're really able to see everything and like dig a little deeper by clicking and like reading a little bit more about it. It's like the app that I go to every time I'm on Instagram. Cause like I follow a bunch of astrology accounts there and they'll be like, if you have Sagittarius in this house, then this means this. And so I always bring up the sanctuary app. So I definitely just wanted to take a second and recommend that to you guys too. Okay. Downloading the sanctuary app right now. (laughs) Um, you know, I am a little farther behind in school when it comes to this stuff with Mariah. So you'll get to hear in this episode, me really be the, the new kid in the room. I ask all the quote unquote dumb questions. Um, you know, with astrology, I spent most of my, and we'll talk about this. Most of us know we have one sign, right? So it was new to me to have three, we actually have three signs, three main primary signs. And I never really understood the difference between rising sun sign and moon sign. And like Mariah said, Chanel just did a really wonderful job of like breaking down kind of, I'd call this like astrology, maybe 201. (laughs) You know, it's not like the basics. It's kind of like, all right, you've heard of the basics or you know the basics and you're ready to take it to the next level. Um, Chanel is just insane with her ability to um, not only break things down and make them very understandable, but 
think on the fly and really connect pieces and dots. I really loved how um, during the episode and then even later in my chart reading, she's really great at like pulling the pieces together of a bunch of different things to help you like just have really insightful thoughts about your life as a whole and where you're at right now. And, and her reading was interesting because we talked about my birth chart, but then there's also your solar return. And so you can think about like what's going on for you right now in this phase of your life. And I've never, I've had quite a few readings done, but quite honestly, I think this one I had with her and this combined with this podcast episode has like helped me go farther than I've ever gone. So I am just so grateful for her and her time and like the way that she is able to, just like Mariah and I love explain this stuff from such a grounded perspective and in very plain, easy to understand language. So I'm excited for y'all to dive in. You know, you'll have to let me know, are you more like Mariah where you know a little bit more about this and you're a little deeper or you're more like me? Um, I do think focusing on the nodes, Chiron and Midheaven were two totally new concepts for me, but I think that, um, just in terms of what we talk about, they're very relevant. So I'm uh, just excited to hear what y'all think about this episode. And then before we dive into it, I'm just going to read Chanel's bio real quick. So Chanel has been a practicing astrologer for over three years. She's felt the nudge towards all things spiritual and mystical since she was a child, but it was her Saturn return that brought her into taking this work seriously. Chanel's approach to astrology is a bit different. She sees it as a tool for deep soul connection, a way to empower yourself to live your most authentic and aligned life. Her mission is to help others find clarity, confirmation, and validation on their soul purpose and understand their unique timing. She currently offers direct one-on-one -on -one sessions for personalized cosmic guidance. And me and Shay definitely recommend those, as we've said probably a million times already. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. Chanel, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. We've been um, wanting to do an astrology episode, honestly, ever since like before we started the podcast. Like it was one of the ideas that we had as we were just thinking up the whole idea of this podcast. But before we start getting into like the nitty gritty details and me and Shay start like asking all of our questions, we really want to hear about like your story. So like, how did you become an astrologer? Um, yeah, thanks so much for having me on. And, um, that's, that's a really great question. So I was always the kid that was really into like astrology and reading my horoscope in like teen magazines. I'm sure I'm not the only one, but yeah, I was always really into it. And I always knew my friend's sun signs. And I was like, I knew why I was like, attracted to Gemini's maybe <laughs> more than others. Um, and, um, but I only knew sun sign astrology, you know, as a kid, um, I didn't know there was anything more to it. Um, and then around my Saturn return. So I was probably 28. Um, it's when I started getting really pulled into it. And that's no surprise because, you know, your Saturn return is kind of like a great karmic reckoning that pulls you into your path and purpose and picks you up and puts you on your purpose. You don't um, say. I am currently <laughs> in mine right now. You don't say. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I actually 
um, a, a co-worker's mom was really into astrology. She had a house in Lilydale um, and um, she like gave us all like little mini birth chart readings. And she was like, well, this is your sun sign and this is your rising sign and this is your moon sign and your Venus and your Mars. And I was like, wait, there's more than just your sun sign to this. Um, and like the minute that I learned that and she told me that, I became just obsessed with learning absolutely everything that I could about astrology, about the planets, about birth chart. Um, and that's really kind of how I got to this point today. And when I started to learn about it, I just knew that this was part of my calling and part of my purpose. Wow. I love that. I feel like so, like so many of us know about our sun signs first. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that, um, not a lot of people know that there's so much more to your chart than just your sun sign. So people might write off astrology because they feel like they don't relate to their sun sign, but that could be that, um, you know, their ascendant, they might resonate more deeply with that. Or even if you were born at night, um, the moon is actually kind of a really strong force in your chart. So you might relate more to your moon sign as well. So yeah, wow. it's really complex. I just had a friend the other day who is a Virgo and I, she's like, I've never really resonated with anything. And I was like, yeah, you don't, I don't know much, but you don't strike me as that either. And so that was really helpful. I wish I would have had that answer. Like you should check out the other three and see. Yeah. Uh, I, I just recently learned about the rest of them. And then it's, it's interesting to me because I had a birth chart reading done. And so then you hear about your Mercury and your Saturn and all that stuff. And then there's houses. And, and I was telling Mariah, like, I feel like there's a whole dictionary of words I don't know. <laughs> so um, what I'm interested, I think is cool about your story is you had this childhood interest that you've like um, taken with you and let grow and evolve. And, and how does that go from like interest to full-time job? Um, yeah, well, I mean, that has been a journey for sure. Um, I always felt like I was meant to do something in the spiritual realm, even in my early twenties, I felt that, but I had no clue what that looked like or how to get there whatsoever. Um, especially because, you know, when I was in my early twenties, like Instagram wasn't really a thing. Astrology wasn't super popular like it is now. Um, you know, and, and so as um, social media, I think, became more popular is when I kind of realized like, oh, there are a lot of people interested in this and this is gaining traction. And this is actually something that could be, um, you know, an option for me. And I never dreamed that that could be my reality as a kid, you know. Well, I want to know. So Mariah and I are like pointing at each other. Mariah kind of hinted it that you had just kind of made a pivot to where this was like maybe a side hustle and now the full-time thing, you know? And I think a lot of us listening have gone on that journey of, you know, when did fully dive in and what does that look like? And what were the feelings like in the decision-making process? So can, is that true? Eh? And can you kind of like walk us through that a little more? Yeah. So, um, so I have had been working in recruiting and HR for over 10 years. And, um, you know, as I kind of got deeper and deeper into astrology and doing readings and um, really 
feeling so much deeper into that and feeling like that was my path and purpose. It just kind of became harder and harder to, um, to work a corporate job, you know? Um, and, um, it took me a long time to work up the courage to actually quit that job, though. That was that was really, really, really hard, um, especially for me. And this is also reflected in my birth chart. You know, I have the sun in, in the 10th house of career. So literally my life force and my identity is tied into what I do for a living. And, and um, you know, to let go of that identity to step into another one was really, really challenging for me. Um, but yeah, I did finally um, make the move to resign from, from my job in January. So it's been about six months. Of, oh, of shit. Being Hell yeah. Full time. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. It hasn't been all butterflies and rainbows. It's been really tough. Um, you know, it, it's, it's been really hard. Um, it just, because this is what I want to do doesn't mean that the, the business side of things, you know, hasn't been challenging. There hasn't been tears. There hasn't been, Oh, what am I doing with my life? You know? Um, yes. but I'm so, I'm so appreciative that you acknowledge that. I think that, um, in, you know, the social media world of today, we see highlight reels and the same is true for entrepreneurship. And it's seeing a lot of people flex all the time. And especially at the beginning, man, oh, it's hard. I really struggled at the beginning too. And so yeah, me too. just being honest about the realities of it, like, yes, it's cool. And there's some very cool things, but it, it it's, it's hard. It's a different kind of hard maybe, but it is hard. And um, for me, it got easier, but there's new forms of hard that pop up and like just falling in love with the journey. I actually loved what you said about my life force is tied up into what I do for a living. I have, I've been getting the feedback lately that like, you don't have to do what you love for a living. Like you should separate it. And why do you feel like you need to do that? And I've been like, why do I feel like I need to do that? But honestly, I've, I've always wanted to like have a job. I don't want to retire from, like, yep. I, I feel like I am here to like do something through my work. Like my work is a vehicle to like do, to do something. And so I, I loved it. That helped me click. I don't know where, what house my thing is in, but like, um, I definitely resonate with that. And that really uh, felt supportive and validating for me. So thank you for sharing that. Oh yeah, definitely. I love that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, for me, it might feel that way for you. It might feel that way, but for another person, it might not be that way. And that might be reflected in their chart too, but yeah, there's no right or wrong with, with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, first off, congratulations for going full-time. Thank you. That's it's fucking exciting and it's horrifying. And it's like just so many emotions. And I mean, even, you know, I've, I've been in business for almost seven years at this point, but it's like, it's still fucking hard. Like I, in one of the previous podcast episodes, I got honest and I was like, I was stuck in the sauce for a bit. I completely lost it. Like borderline neurotic in my own way of just like trying to put myself in somebody else's box, trying to create a business based on other people's businesses. And it's, it's just interesting in this online space, like Shay said, of just like constant flexing of what's going right. When like the reality is, is like, we all have an inner critic. We all have certain things going on in personal life. We all have, I don't know, past life trauma, early childhood trauma, ancestral shit coming through. Like 
Growing a business is like the biggest personal development project ever because you just have so many mirrors of things coming back to you and you're like, fuck, I'm the one that has to make decisions. This falls on me. Like, I can't be like, oh, sorry, couldn't figure it out. Got to take a sick day. Got a blast. It's like, nah, girl, like you're in it. You got to get the shovel and build the trench. Yes, totally. And, um, you know, Mariah, I know you and I both recently had COVID and that knocked me out for a few weeks, you know, and that was really rough on my business because everything was on pause. You know, I don't have anybody else (laughs) helping to pull the slack here. It's just me running the show. So, so yeah, it's really, um, it's really tough and it does. You're totally right. It's holds up mirror to you and shows you everything that you have to work on. And that can be tough sometimes. It sure fucking can. Uh, Shaded, shaded you. Did you have a question you want to go off of? I do have a question. So, can you tell us how you used insights from your birth chart to influence decisions on how you would create a business? Right. Like, what kind of stuff do you look at? And I'd love. Ryan, I love like tangible examples. So, if you were like, I saw that this was in this house, and it helped me know I should do this. That kind of stuff is helpful for me. So, is there? Does any of like real life examples come to mind around that, or? what we could all be looking at when it comes to our career or our building businesses and making better decisions? Yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, I'll just use an example from my own personal chart. So um, there are so many different pieces of the birth chart that all come together that influence your life path and your purpose and your career. But um, probably the number one place that I look in a birth chart for that is the Midheaven degree. Um, the Midheaven degree kind of, it's, it's one of the highest points in your birth chart. And it represents your professional life, your public life, who you are on the world stage, your purpose. Um, Does the degree and- mean just to clarify, does the degree of the Midhaven mean like specifically like the number of it, or are you talking about the house and the sign or is it both? Um, so the, the Midhaven is a specific degree in your birth chart. Um, so in, in, the reason I say that it's a degree is because I use a house division system called whole, whole sign houses. Um, the default that a lot of astrology software takes you on is Placidus, where okay. the degree of the midheaven is the cusp of the 10th house. And I'm not trying to get so <laughs> technical here because this can get really complicated. Um, but essentially your midheaven degree is, is a floating degree in the birth chart. Um, and the 10th house is also important and can be, um, also signify career related stuff, but it doesn't always, um, be, it doesn't always reflect the same thing as the midheaven. So it's kind of confusing. Um, is the midheaven always in the 10th house? No, no, it's not. So, and that's why it's confusing because uh, my midheaven is in the 11th house. Um, but my, and my, in it's in Scorpio, but my 10th house is in Libra. And so your 10th house and your midheaven degree both reflect career points and you kind of take them both and blend them together. Okay, um, cool. Unless the midheaven degree is in the 10th house, then it's the same, then it's easy. It's not complicated. Does that make sense? 
Yes. And I'm looking at my chart just to ask like more tangible questions. And the reason why I asked is because my midheaven is in the 10th house. So I was like, oh shit, is everybody's in the 10th house? But I'm glad that you answered that question. Yes. Yes. It's not. So um, that's why it can be a bit tricky. But um, yeah, my midheaven um, sign is in Scorpio. And um, what that means for me is um, I love to go deep. I love psychological exploration. I love digging into the truth with the capital T. Um, you know, it kind of signifies research or therapy or digging into psychological motivations, all of that kind of like nitty gritty going below the surface, digging into, you know, somebody's past and trauma and pain and, um, that's what I love. And that's what I kind of do through my astrology. So once I realized that just everything kind of clicked, you know, I was like, oh, you know, that's why I can't, it, that's why it's so hard for me to work like um, a superficial nine to five job, because I just really crave that depth and that truth and that intensity. Um, so when I recognized that in my birth chart, I was like, this is, this is why I love astrology. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I feel like <laughs> just talking about astrology naturally, it just makes everybody want to be like, okay, well, like look at my chart in my midheaven is like in this and, and tell me, tell me about that. I just feel like <laughs> there's just like so many questions because like, it is so personal mm -hmm. based on like the actual chart and stuff. So the midheaven that's essentially, I think you said like the career and like your, your public facing thing. Is, is that what you said? Correct. Yes. Okay, yep. cool. cool. Is there, okay. So is there a correlation, which I feel like obviously there is because astrology is literally all correlated, but like the North node, how is that different from mid heaven? Um, so the North node kind of, um, represents a, a, an area of intense focus or growth or development, um, in your life. Um, and so it, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with your career, um, or, you know, your professional life, it could say you have the North node in the 10th house, um, something like that, or North node on the midheaven, um, then that would be really significant. Um, but um, some astrologers see the North node as kind of like this magical point in the birth chart that it's like, if you just tap into your North node energies, like that's your life purpose and lesson. I've heard that. And I was like, um, okay, cool. Tell me about my North node. And it's like us humans trying to crack the code of like our entire existence by looking at one thing in the birth chart. Yeah. And I do think the North node is important and I work with the nodes all the time, but I don't necessarily think that it's a magical degree um, like that. The North node can also, um, be where we obsess with things and go like too, too deep or too hard into the material realm. Um, and that's kind of why the North node, you always have to take into consideration the South node as well. Um, the South node is what we're releasing or what is it decreasing or what is dispersing and they're always opposite. So it's really kind of an access in our birth chart that we really have to focus on both the North and the 
south node to get the full picture. Um, so yeah, I do think that the north node does have to do with what we're learning, what we're growing into in our lives, but, um, um, and, but it doesn't always have to do with our calling or our purpose. It's more of kind of like an overarching life lesson. Okay. Can cool. I ask? I think okay. that's helpful. I think something kind of cool is going on. I, I just looked up my chart. I think I looked up how to look up my midheaven and that's the MC on the chart. Is that right? Yes. Yep. Mine is also in the 10th house. It's actually on the border of the ninth and the 10th house. So mine too. So are we all in the same boat here with that? So, um, let's see what, what is your mid heaven sign? Oh shoot. Let me show you. (laughs) (laughs) This stuff is so interesting to me. Oh my God, Shay, guys listening, Shay is literally pulling up her birth chart right now and making <laughs> Chanel like, <laughs> can you okay, see yeah. things? Yes, your midheaven is in the 10th house. So and your midheaven is in Aries and your 10th house is in Aries. So, so yes, that's, um, let's see. Yeah, so that's like very focused on um, on your career and on your your professional and public life. Also your midheaven is in Aries, which is definitely the sign of an entrepreneur, definitely the sign of a pioneer, of a leader, someone who needs freedom and independence in their career. So if if someone has an Aries midheaven, it's like usually they're the boss, they're the leader, or they work for themselves, you know, because Aries is definitely like the take charge kind of energy. Um, it's It's the, the word that I always use for Aries is the pioneer because they need to kind of create um, something new and lead the way. Um, mm-hmm. So does that resonate with you? Yeah, I feel so validated. Like everything, <laughs> all of those words you were saying are like my like core values. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that explanation of Aries because like the only Aries that I really know, and obviously this is just going off of her sun sign, but like is my mom. And she's just like, God bless her. She's not listening to this episode, but she is such an unbalanced Aries. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for empowering words for the signs, because I find that like, you know, um, I'm pretty similar. I literally have like half of my friends, not only like astrology birth charts, but they're human design charts too. And I just like, look at their shit and I'm just like, Ooh, what's that? And Ooh, what's that? What's that? What's that? And so like, I looked up the basics of like my family stuff and I was just like, yeah, we're going to need some more empowering definitions of what these signs are, because I'm just looking at like, Oh God, you know, like your, your family dynamics. It's just like, not always the healthiest. So I appreciate the pioneer. I really, I really love that reframe and that feels really healthy for me. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. So I've, I, I feel like that, that makes sense. I do have a question in terms of Chiron, because I feel like that's been a really big thing popping up in obviously the social media world. And I know it's probably hard for you. We're like piecing random shit together and asking you to like, give us the definitions of this shit. And you're like, well, it depends on if Uranus is square Pluto and conjunct the moon and all of that fun (laughs) stuff. But I, I appreciate just like the really basic definitions of just like what to look at. So can you just like explain what Chiron is? Yeah. So, um, Chiron is, um, 
known as the wounded healer. Um, so what Chiron represents um, is our inherent wound that essentially we were born with. And everybody has a Chiron placement. Um, and, you know, everybody has a wound somewhere. Um, it's just the nature of being a human. <laughs> it's just the way that it is, the way that it goes. And um, the way, um, when I was in college, I had a professor who said this quote to me and it really affected me. And it, it, I, I um, associate Chiron with this quote and it says, you know, um, everybody has, um, everything has a crack. That's how the light gets in. And that's what I associate with Chiron is Chiron represents our wounds, but it also gives us an opportunity for, um, healing and then also compassion in the ability to help others with that same similar wounding. Um, so although it is our wound um, that we take with us throughout life, it offers up an opportunity to um, embrace our humanity and help others heal and see others, um, you know, inherent woundedness as well and have a compassion in healing for others. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes tons of sense. Uh, is there any way that you can give an example using what my Chiron is? Yeah, totally. Okay, okay, cool. I just, I love this so much. Um, <laughs> so my Chiron is in Leo in the ninth house. And so is my Mercury also in Leo in the ninth house. So I don't know if that plays a role into it. Okay, so um, Chiron and Leo. So Leo represents um, how we shine, our inherent self-worth, uh, our creativity. Um, having Chiron and Leo could mean that there is some sort of wounding to self-expression. Um, you know, maybe when you were younger, you were shamed, you know, for the way that you expressed yourself. And so now you kind of have this inherent, you know, woundedness around being able to be fully yourself. Does that resonate with you, Mariah? Uh, yeah, I'm over here just like making faces at Che because like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that definitely plays a role. What What about the ninth house? I feel like I've looked, I've tried to look up like specifically Chiron in Leo in the ninth house. And all I get for the ninth house is like belief systems and higher learning. And I'm just like, I don't know what that means. Yeah, so the ninth house does have to do with kind of like um, institutions and organizations. So Chiron at the ninth can be like rebelling against the system um, kind of thing. Um, you know, it could also sometimes represent some wounding around um, religion or spirituality. Um, and, you know, say you maybe grew up in like um, a, a really religious household or just a, around a religion that maybe you don't identify as as an adult. And this is some sort of like part of your path to figure out, OK, what what is my own relationship with spirituality? Yeah, that's very interesting. And then we wrap Leo in there. And is it like. Learning how to shine through learning like how I associate with spirituality you know what I mean like I I guess I'm trying to like bring both of them in and yeah that, exactly that definitely exactly resonate. so you know um 
you know, is there some sort of something you're trying to maybe like hide or not show about your own spiritual journey, you know, and something that you're afraid to kind of express around that. Oh my God. Okay. So really, really quick story here. So yeah, that is definitely fucking relatable. So, um, just an example of this in real life is, me and Andrew have been in a relationship for like almost three years, but literally last summer I was at a point where I was like, no, it's over. Like we're breaking up. I'm done. I don't want to whatever. And the biggest reason is because I was stepping into my spirituality and like learning how to channel and exploring like mediumship and all of that. And he was like, soup. he thought that it was all bullshit. And so we would get into like heated discussions about it. And he was like, you believe these things that like, there's no facts, like it's just like made up and like, blah, 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 blah. And then I never told him that I was exploring mediumship. And like, I wouldn't give him any examples of like messages that I've gotten, like friends from high school that have passed away have come through and I've had to like relay these messages to people. And I have never, I never told him this at that point. So in my head, I was like, nope, he's not going to accept me. I got to bounce before like I fuck it before he rejects me basically. So we were on the phone and I was like, listen, like it's over, we're done. And he was like, what? Like, I don't want to be done. He's like, Mariah, I feel like there's something here that I don't know he's really intuitive and tries to fucking play that he's not. And he's like, there's something here that I don't know. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? Getting super triggered. And then I just start crying. And I was like, I fucking channel dead people. And like, I don't know, I really connect with my higher self. Spirituality is like a really big part of my life. And you don't like that. So like, we're just going to have to leave. Like, we're just going to have to part. And basically he was like, oh, so it makes sense why you wouldn't want to be together because you think that I wouldn't accept a huge part of you. And he's like, you never told me, you never gave me the chance. And ever since that conversation, we've literally like been better than ever. But it was interesting that like, that is such a prime example that I feel of this exact thing is like, I had to keep it hidden. Even me sharing Oracle cards on Instagram, like it would send me into a panic attack of like, yo, I'm about to get hunted. Somebody's gonna come to my door and like burn it down. Yes. Wow. Mariah, I literally had goosebumps when you were telling that story because it's such um, a perfect example of this Chiron and Leo in the ninth house. And I love that you were able to like actually, you know, step into that and be like, you know what, if you don't accept this, then, you know, we're not going to be together. But the moment that you expressed who you really were was the moment you kind of got that healing. And he was like, but wait, you know, like I, I do still want to be with you. And that's kind of that Chiron with, you know, our woundedness, but being able to heal and, and help others heal as well, because I'm sure you just by you embracing who you are, I'm sure it affected him too. And like maybe brought him a little bit into his own spiritual journey. Oh yeah, And that's the beauty of Chiron. It's been cracking that dude like a nut. He doesn't even know it. And I'm just like, yo, sprinkle, sprinkle. We're following breadcrumbs now. So yeah, it's, it's been very interesting. So I, I appreciate the validation and yeah, yeah. That Chiron in Leo in the sixth house. What, what a life to live. (laughs) 
Shay, you got something over there? I see. I see. Over here, like trying to trying to do math. So I've just literally googled (laughs) how to figure out the houses. (laughs) Um, I think I know. Okay, my Chiron is in the eleventh house, and it's Gemini. And so I just looked that up. Well, said the eleventh house is all about evolution. Does that sound right? And I was like, where are you looking? No, yeah, yeah. Well, this, me. Is, this is bullshit. <laughs> we don't, we don't have to go into it, but I do think like, if you're like me, you, just, just Google this stuff. There's all these really helpful visual. I know we're a podcast, so we can't like be visually sharing you with you all this stuff, but Google it. There's like, everything's online and it's super simple <laughs> and you have me. So what I've heard from you guys so far is if you're like, um, the cool part about what I'm like piecing together it's exactly what we talked about at the beginning. You know, I got advice, Hey, your work doesn't have to be your purpose. Why do you feel like you have to make that work? And probably that was true for them, but it's not true for me. And I think that highlights a problem. A lot of us have, um, Ryan, I were just talking about this before we got on, um, we're trying to hire people to give us advice and to tell us what to do, but it's important to remember that everyone's giving advice through their own lens and not, and we all have different lenses. And so that's where I think this stuff comes in helpful. It's like a decision-making tool for you to make decisions through your own like self-awareness. Okay. What is my lens? How do I work? And it gives me the discernment of, oh, I understand why they're telling me that that is maybe true for them, but this is why it's not true for me. So I think this stuff, even though it can get complicated and we can get super in the weeds, it's empowering. At least it has been for me. Um, just, you've seen Mariah and I now both be super validated in something. And so I just think like, that's why these tools are so helpful. You know, we can make our own decisions based on what's right for us. And this can be kind of that validation you need, like the data point to take a step forward in confidence. Absolutely. And that is really the goal of, you know, of a session with me um, is to leave my clients feeling empowered, um, validated, to get a sense of confirmation that they're on the right path, to get clarity about what that path is. Um, You know, I recently had a client come to me and she was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. I feel so lost and so confused. And, um, you know, I was like, well, you have all of these planets in the 11th house of groups and social causes. So you're definitely supposed to like be involved with social causes or groups in some way. And she burst into tears and was just bawling. And this was probably within the first five minutes of the session. And she's like, every, every dollar I spent on this was so worth it just to hear you say that, you know, because she was um, starting to lead groups of women in therapy sessions and she really liked it. But um, just having that layer of validation and confirmation and it can sometimes put words to what you feel, but what yeah. has never been expressed before, um, Ooh, you know, and it's that level of like soul recognition with the birth chart where it's like, once you hear that, it's like, oh yeah, it's like something resonates within you. It's something remembers within you about what you're supposed to do and what path you're supposed to be on. Um, yeah. And that's the power of astrology for sure. I love that remembering piece. That's like the biggest thing that happened when I got my first, um, birth chart reading probably like two years ago now, like 
I've been interested in astrology for as far as I can remember. And same as you, like I'm looking up my sun sign horoscope and all of the magazines growing up and all of that. But it wasn't until I got a really deep birth chart that I was like, holy fuck. Like I felt this way internally, but it's like, I finally have the words to explain how I was feeling. And you're right. It's that validation in which then turns into confidence and courage to go ahead and to take those steps and to move forward and like having a birth chart reading and understanding astrology. And it's, it's also why I like human design, right? It's like, it's a tool for us to be able to like self-explore, but also like within a container, you know what I mean? Because like, as humans, we're floating around life on this big fucking rock. And we're just like, I don't know what I'm doing or who am I or blah, blah, blah. But it's like having a birth chart, having a human design chart, whatever, it allows you to follow some kind of roadmap and like have things to ask questions on and to like compare and to like self-reflect with. And I just, I think it's such a great tool. And honestly, like I've even given my friends birth chart readings for their birthday. Like I bought them a reading with somebody. I was like, yo, you're having a, you're having a rough couple months. Happy birthday. Go and listen to this. I always tell them, I'm like, listen to your birth chart reading. Like it's your own podcast episode and like check back in like every couple months when you just need a reminder of who the fuck you are, because like we're constantly simulated, especially on social media and just society in general of like who we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to operate. But it's like the, the differences and the nuances in all of these tools, it's like, we are all so fucking unique and have our own gifts, our own talents and our own wounds that we like bring together in this unique little package. And I just think that it's so empowering. Yes. Uh, totally. I wish that I would have had my birth chart read, you know, when I was a teenager, because I feel like I would have skipped through a lot of years of feeling like I didn't fit in anywhere, you know, yeah. um, because like my, my 12th house is really activated in my chart, which is the house of spirituality and mysticism and, you know, um, taking alone time and, um, and I was always really into spiritual things, but I feel like in my 20s, I kind of got really off my path because that wasn't really like cool to be into, you know? Yep. And um, when I rediscovered my birth chart around my Saturn return, I was like, oh, but this is who I am, you know? And this is what I'm meant to focus on. And that's okay if it's different than everybody else. So exactly what you're saying, it's like through social media and just societal conditioning, we can get so caught up in doing what we think we should be doing, um, you know, and forget who we really are and what we really came here to work on and focus on. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree. Um, I, I do have a question in terms of like this, so we kind of talked about like sun sign astrology, but the, the other part, obviously we went into like the nodes briefly, Chiron, Midhaven, but a lot of people in the astrology world talk about the big three. So like your sun sign, your moon sign and your rising sign. And me growing up, I only looked at my sun sign as well. And I didn't really resonate with it. Like a cancer sun, like at the time of growing up, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm not emotional. Like, <laughs> and then I got to know like what my rising sign was. And I got to know what my, 
my moon sign was. And I feel like I just resonated with those so much more. I do resonate with my sun sign a little bit more after like growing up and like deconditioning what I, who I thought I was like, that was definitely a big part of it. But can you just explain the difference between the sun sign, the moon sign and the rising sign? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, your sun sign is, you know, your life force energy, your life purpose, how you shine. The sun is literally the big humongous ball of fire in the sky. And it kind of um, reflects in your chart where you're meant to shine that light. Um, so the sign is kind of how you're meant to shine the light and the house is where you're supposed to shine your light. Um, the rising sign is um, determined by your exact time of birth. So you need to have your exact birth time to determine your rising sign. Whereas the sun sign, you know, changes signs every 30 days, the rising sign changes uh, roughly every two hours. So oh, um, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you really need to have your exact time of birth to determine your rising sign. Um, it is the sign that's rising on the eastern horizon at the very moment you take your first breath when you're born. So your rising sign really represents you in who you are, in your personality, in your physical appearance, and how you show up in the world. So um, a lot of the times people might even um, resonate more strongly with their rising sign than they do their sun sign, just depending on your chart and where your sun is placed. What's the difference between the rising and the sun? Like if you can compare them together. So, um, you know, the rising sign kind of represents like your kind of um, core personality and yourself and, um, and, um, how how you come across to others, whereas the sun is kind of like a, a part in your chart where um, you're meant to exude that life force energy. And it can sometimes you can think of it as like the sun sign and the rising sign. If you kind of like mix them together, your sun sign kind of filters through your the lens of your rising sign. Oh, um, I love that. Yeah, yeah. So um, the the rising sign marks the cusp of the first house, which really represents you and your identity and how you show up in the world. So um, the first house is really you and the sun is how you would shine that light. Does that make sense? So like the sun is more like the embodied version of just like who you are naturally and the Sagittarius or I say Sagittarius because that's what my rising is. But like your your rising sign is essentially like how people see your personality and how you kind of play in the game of life. But the sun is yeah. like who you embody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the rising sign is really more so of your like core personality, I would say. And the sun is, you know, how you embody that, where you shine that energy, that energy, that light. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Thank, thanks for um, comparing those two, because like, you know, I've done my own research on this stuff and I feel like when I'm trying to explain it to other people, I'm just like, your sun is just like who you are. And then your rising is like, who you are and they're like the difference <laughs> and I'm like I don't fucking know um yeah and then and then the moon sign um 
so the moon represents, you know, definitely your emotions. Everybody says the moon is your emotions, but it's kind of like your core needs and wants and your physical um, needs and wants as well. It represents our physical body. Um, and, um, the sun and the moon are the two luminaries in the sky. And so the moon is reflecting the light of the sun. So if the sun represents your life purpose, the moon represents your physical body. The moon represents literally how we are living out our purpose in the physical realm. Um, so it's our reflection of our soul's experience in our body, the moon sign. Um, yeah, and so the moon phase also that you were born under is really important as well, because again, the moon reflects the light of the sun. The sun kind of like represents your purpose. Um, the rising sign represents who you are. The moon sign represents your physical body and how you're living out that purpose. So if you were born under a new moon, you're going to live out your purpose much differently than if you were born under a full moon. I need to go and look to see what fucking moon phase I was born under. Yeah. Chanel, you're, you're blowing my mind here. Like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I can hold a conversation about astrology, but it's like these nuances that like, God damn. This yeah, shit's so the moon cool. phase is literally one of my favorite topics in astrology. And it's something that I feel like not a lot of people talk about, but it's so, so interesting. And it's so cool to see, um, you know, how that plays into your purpose. So um, yeah, I was born under a disseminating moon, which is like the few days after a full moon, which means that I'm here to share information. I have a message to share and I want to disperse that information to people. Um, and um, when I heard that, I literally my eyes welled up with tears because it just resonated with me so strongly because that's how I feel. Um, you know, and, um, yeah, it can be so validating and confirming. Did you, I want to confirm, you said disseminating moon. Disseminating. That's what mine is too, man. This is <laughs> cool. I feel like I'm getting a lot of like good stuff. Um, yeah. that, that I agree with. I've, I've never heard anyone really talk about that. And I think it's interesting. And then exactly what you just said, I was like, yeah, I resonate with that too. I want to do that. <laughs> and so it's kind of <laughs> neat and again, validating. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, so what I've heard from this episode, when we're thinking about like, you know, our initial, our initial in intent with this episode was kind of we as business owners or people thinking about our career, like what can we, where should we focus on in our birth charts? And so what I heard was the Midheaven degree, North Node, Chiron. And then from there, am I missing any? Were there any other ones in there that I missed? Not that we talked about, but okay. maybe there is more, Chanel. I mean, obviously you are the astrology genius. You tell us, we don't know shit. <laughs> um. So, so yeah, there are a lot of different factors that I would consider when doing like a career consultation, but definitely the mid-heaven sign. Um, one thing that we didn't talk about with that is um, not only is the mid-heaven sign important, but the, the, the ruler of the mid-heaven and that ruler sign in-house. So, um, you know, for example, um, 
you know, I have a Scorpio midheaven. So that means Mars is the ruler of my midheaven and my Mars is in Aries in the fourth house. So there's something about fourth house themes that tie into my midheaven, you know, career. Um, Multi-layered, so- baby. I know. Yeah, so you really want to look at the ruler of your midheaven. So um, like Shay, for you, you have an Aries midheaven. So, so Mars is also the ruler of Aries. So you want to look at your Mars um, placement, the sign and house of your Mars. And that will give you a little bit more information about the topics that will, would play into your career. Oh, now that's interesting. Mariah has been kind of getting at how can we use this stuff to get a better idea of what we should be saying and like what kind of topics we should be focusing on. So that's kind of, uh, I think, an interesting, I'm, I'm like connecting like, oh, I want to go look at my Mars now to see if there's anything. Yeah, there so where is me. your Mars? That's what I'm going to pull up right now. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Hold on. Really quick question. So you mentioned the moon phase that you were born in. I was born under a full moon. So what does that mean? Am I just like a witch? <laughs> um, so, um, so what are the signs? Uh, I was born under a full moon in Pisces. Okay, so you are a Cancer Sun, Pisces Moon. Sag rising, yes. Sag rising. Um, So essentially, you know, the full moon is, so you were still born under the full moon phase. So the, the full moon was actually in Capricorn. Um, so, but you were probably born like a day or two right after the full moon. So you're technically still born under the full moon, but the full moon is when the sun and the moon are in opposite signs. So, um, and it's when the full, when the moon is brightest in the sky. Um, and so with that opposite sign, it's kind of like, um, you are looking for your counterpart. You are looking for those other people to kind of help you fulfill your purpose. Um, So that could actually be another person or that could actually be a purpose or a cause that you really strongly believe in. Um, So the full moon is um, the phase that's, it's like the peak completion from the new moon. So during the new moon phase, it's kind of when we're starting to build things. Um, And then when the moon gets to the full moon, it's like, the thing is built, the the structure is built. Um, And so now that it's built, what is the purpose of this structure? So your life would really be about finding that purpose and finding that meaning to build your life upon. You have to have some sort of really strong purpose or meaning that you resonate with. the the way that this can kind of be interpreted is is the new moon phase would kind of be like when you're starting to build the house um, and you're starting to build the house the moon's working up to the full moon phase the full moon phase is when the house is built and the family moves into the house and the family makes the house a home you know you are trying to because that the true purpose of the house is to is to house a family, to house love, to have that meaning. So that would be kind of like the purpose of being born under the full moon is really finding that meaning and that purpose for which the 
that you've built your life around. Does that make sense? It fucking resonates to a T. Literally everything we do, <laughs> just like, yeah, but what's the point? Like me and Shay will just like Vox or like chat back and forth on Zoom. And half the time she's like, okay, you can do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, okay, but like, what is the point of it? Like, what is the point? I'm always searching for the meaning of things. So yeah. thanks for validating me. <laughs> I love oh. that. I love that. <laughs> I okay. So obviously we're gonna order our own individual readings. We won't keep <laughs> rapid firing these at you. Um, but <laughs> this is I, I do encourage, and that actually leads to my next question. One thing I think is interesting and I wasn't really aware of is you can have different kinds of readings. And so would you mind telling us, like we've talked about career readings. I've heard people talk about relationship readings. And then we've talked a lot about Mariah and I both got a birth chart, a birth chart reading. Um, tell us like, when is a good time to have a reading and like, what kind of things could you get a reading around? Cause I think a lot of people don't even know that it's can be really multifaceted and supportive in different ways. I love that question. Yeah, well, I think one of my favorite times to get a reading and check in is around your birthday, um, because um, that's called a solar return reading, because each year, uh, you know, the energy changes and the things that you're, the areas of life that you're focusing on and the areas of life that will come up really start to change around your birthday. So if, so it's really, really great time to just kind of get an energy check in, you know, what's this next year of life going to entail? What topics are going to be coming up? What's some areas of focus? Where can I expect change? Where might I be putting in a lot of work? Um, you know, where might I be experiencing growth um, and abundance this year? Um, so that's probably um, uh, definitely the number one time that I recommend getting your reading, but really you can get a check-in at any time um, if you're curious. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really focus on um, a life purpose and direction reading. So if you are kind of like hearing this and it's like, wow, what is, what, where, where am I going? I'm feeling lost. Can I have some help around? Somebody help me, please. <laughs> you know, am I on the right path? Should I quit my job? Should I do this thing? Um, you know, those are all kinds of like really good questions to ask for a life purpose and direction reading. Um, um, yeah. And if, if you're kind of just um, curious about what time it is in your life. You know, if you're feeling like things are a struggle or things are a challenge, um, that might be, it's probably reflected in your birth chart. And the good news is with astrology is you can see, you know, when that might end and when that might get better or when to expect a change. Um, you, yeah, when you can meet somebody, when am I going to have relationship changes? You know, um, am I going to have a baby? Am I, you know, when, when could I get pregnant? Um, I mean, there are so many different things that astrology can tell you. Um, so yeah, I hope that answers the question. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. And I just brought up your website to look at your availability because I will be booking my solar return reading next week as soon as I get back from being out of town. So you guys Yay. listening, just know <laughs> that Chanel has all of these on her website. Go and get a personalized reading because like we can talk about astrology all day about like the sun and the moon and like what the fuck is your Mercury and your Mars and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, 
really having an astrology that not only knows their shit, but can explain it in an empowering way. Because I've heard like some horror stories of people and like just an example. So I have my son in the eighth house and the astrologer that I got my one reading from, she was like, listen, I also have my son in the eighth house and I've had astrologer, like astrology readings being like, you are destined to a life of death and your partner is going to die and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, whoever that is, tell me so I can literally never book a reading from them. So when you're looking for an astrologer to book a reading, make sure that like they're coming at it from an empowering perspective, because like at the end of the day, we don't want to be a victim of our birth chart because that's not what it's about. We weren't born on this planet to be a victim of how we were created, but instead use these tools to overcome challenges because like life is full of challenges and we're all going to have our own challenges. So I feel like I just had to like step on the soapbox and mention that. Well, I just want to add to what you just said, because I think it's really profound and it, I think a lot of people get turned off by this stuff because it like conflicts <laughs> and um, they, they view it as like a death sentence almost where really all of this is meant to help us decondition really and like have discernment around maybe our blind spots in life. And, and I liked what we talked about. If some pieces don't resonate with you, fine, let them float on by. There's different seasons and chapters in life. And for me, I've noticed that like things that don't resonate when I was a teenager resonate like hell now. Right. Yeah, so yeah. even revisit things, you know, if you've shut the door to this kind of stuff in your life, maybe open it back up and bring in a pro <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, don't, I think you can try to DIY this and I certainly have it. it, it it's worth it in my opinion to get someone who knows what they're talking about, help you decipher it all. That's so true. And, you know, with astrology, not every single aspect in our birth chart is going to be activated every moment in our lives, you know, but um, one certain aspect might be highlighted for, you know, this particular year. And then, you know, um, the next year, a different aspect might be highlighted, which is why we might not always resonate with every single part of our birth chart all the time. Um, it's because there are certain houses and certain placements that are activated at certain times of our lives. Um, you know, which is why I think getting a solar return reading is really cool because it tells you what part of your chart is going to be activated for this next year ahead. Yeah, I love that. That brings me to another question that I have. So <clears throat> Chanel, we have a mutual friend, Kaylee, who was actually a guest on the podcast last season. But I remember me and her, we were chatting in the Instagram DMs as always. And she told me, because we like, I don't know, send some astrology and human design shit to each other and just like, yo, look at this, look at this. And she said that you suggested when looking at horoscope stuff to actually look at your rising sign instead of your sun sign. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. If you're, if you're reading your horoscope, I 100% recommend to read for your rising sign. You can also read for your sun sign, but I would read for your rising sign first. Um, and then if you want to read for your sun sign for maybe a little bit extra layer of context, you can. But, you know, the horoscope is really designed, your, your birth chart is set up from your rising sign. So when astrologers are writing horoscopes, they're writing from the rising sign. So you should always read for your rising sign. 
damn, why ain't nobody ever said that before? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that makes so much sense. Um, Wow. I I feel like we covered so much stuff in this episode. Shay, do you have anything else that you want to dive into? I mean, a million things, but I know we're like kind of getting close to the end of time. So we'll save it for um, a chapter two. Um, But one question, you know, well, let's start here. Where can we find you? How can we stay in touch? How can we reach out? What do you have going on? How could we work with you? Mariah and I want to know for ourselves, but also for our listeners. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So um, on Instagram, I do post a lot of um, weekly updates for the astro forecast. Um, Oh my God. They're so good. Everybody go follow her on Instagram. I literally like look for her postings every week. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Um, It's at Lucky Penny Astrology. Um, And then um, my website is luckypennyastrology.com to book a personalized reading. Okay, cool. We will definitely add those links in the show notes. And if you guys are getting the nudge to book a reading, head over to Chanel's website. Me and Shay are literally probably going to book one each by the end of the week. And we'll, we'll let you guys know how they go. And maybe we'll have an episode where me and Shay just like word vomit all of the cool shit that Chanel taught us. Just like... <laughs> gassing her up and like how validated we feel. Um, but before we hop off, we do have one question that we ask every human on the podcast. So what has been sparking your curiosity lately? Yeah, actually this is like totally something not astrology related, but, um, gardening. Um, I am like super into, um, gardening lately and setting up my vegetable garden to grow tomatoes and peppers and herbs and trying out cucumbers, although they haven't been so successful for me in the past. But, um, I find that that is something like so therapeutic and relaxing to me, um, in the summertime. So, um, and I'm a total newbie at it. Um, but I'm, I'm learning and like YouTubing lots of gardening videos. (laughs) (laughs) My God, I love that. And that's, that's a response that we haven't heard on the podcast yet. (laughs) I I think that's great. I also, I enjoy the idea of gardening and I've tried to like plant my own. I wanted to do edible flowers. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to get these seeds. I got this kit from Amazon and I was like super stoked to do it. And then literally nothing sprouted. And I was like, all right, well, maybe I will start from a baby plant instead of a seed. So I feel like it's, it's just, it's a learning experience all on its own. Yeah, I, um, I read the book, or I'm in the process of reading Braiding Sweetgrass, um, which is really all about reconnecting to the earth, reconnecting to plants, reconnecting to nature, ancestral ways of doing things. And I just realized, um, like how disconnected I can get from the earth, from my body. And um, especially as an air sign, as I'm a Libra sun, I'm a Gemini moon. So I'm very intellectual, very in my head. Um, So I found that coming back to the earth, um, you know, really kind of grounds me, allows me to be more present um, and, you know, connects me to our, our planet, our home. And um, it's been really therapeutic for me in that way. What was the book called? I'm going to add the link to that in the show notes and also probably going to buy it. 
Yeah, Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Kimmerer. Braiding Sweetgrass. Okay, guys listening, if this also sparked your curiosity like it just did mine, I'll add the link to that in the show notes. Um, I think that we're going to close this episode down. If you guys enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with somebody that you think would love it. Share it on social media. Tag us. Let's talk about it. If something really popped out to you, DM either me or Shay. DM Chanel. Definitely follow Chanel if you haven't already. Um, yeah, we just, we, we really love connecting with you guys. And as always, thank you so much for listening and for your support. If you haven't yet, subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review so we can all continue to grow together. And until next time, remember that you have the power to create whatever the fuck you want. Follow the nudge, ask questions, go outside and connect with nature, and let curiosity guide the way. We'll see you in the next episode.